Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 56 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Thursday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today and share the value that we found across today's slates, please take a moment to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on, whether that be on YouTube or the audio recorded version on your favorite podcast directory. Be sure you hit that button. And if you also do have a few extra moments and you could be so kind, make sure you hit that like button, leave a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every Every one of you. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will find the Talk in the Line link tree. It's actually the first link right there. And within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Cruise content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, and gamblers joining us on today's show, first and foremost, thank you so much for doing so. I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Sroka, and boy, oh boy, am I ready to get today's show started. I got value coming out of the NBA, NHL, and MLB for you, and I am ready to dish it out. I know the man sitting to my left feels the exact same way about his plays. So without further ado, it's time to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a White Sox fan till the death and a Green Bay Packer die hard as far as the eye can see. He will never give up either team and he will most likely bet them until he's in the grave as well. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armags Magnuson. Partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing just fine. Pretty great, actually, aside from the fact that I just about broke my toe about 10 seconds before we came live. Uh, tried to recover and got right back on it, but uh, if you see me wincing over here, it's because my toe is throbbing, but uh, I'm all good. 
Everything's fine and peachy over here. Hey, looking great over there, partner. I uh, did notice a little something happened. It's good that we do have the microphones on mute yeah. as the show is starting, because a big loud <laughs> fuck would have come through the airwaves, even though it still did now. So once again, thanks for stopping by today's show. It's time for today's battle with the books, ladies and gentlemen. You know the deal. It's time to get with it. But before we do... Being a full transparency show here at the TTL pod, let's quickly recap yesterday's best bets of the day. And boy, oh boy, partner, did we have a day. Not not too bad, eh? Here we go. Let's get into it. So, uh, Mr. Magnuson, you went one and one yesterday. I uh, warned you against my cubbies on the Padres run line. Didn't listen, hammered it in anyway. It's tough loss. Yeah. However, Tiger's first five money line, killer destroyed it. You got the win there. Absolutely love it. For me, I lost the Tigers in the full game. If you didn't watch that game, absolutely horrendous. Um, Mr. Fleeney, I do believe it was, robbed the uh, no doubt walk-off yeah. home run, sent it into extras, and in the 11th, the Mariners had a five-run inning and absolutely right. Well, not only Crazy. that, but, uh, you know, I was uh, talking Casey Mize up, tweeting about him because he was my prop of the day. Uh, through five innings, he was absolutely dealing. Yeah. Cash the cash my first five, cash my uh, strikeout prop. So I was talking him up, of course. And then uh, within about five, ten minutes, he gives up a three-run tie and home run in yeah. the six. So I don't know if you want to blame me or not, but... Uh, yeah. Whatever, I'm not going to pass any blame yeah. off on you. No problem at all. Uh, my Red Sox first five money line, they absolutely got dominated. Yeah. We might have a play coming out of this matchup today because of that fact, so stay tuned for that. But then my Mets first five money line absolutely destroyed, ripped the Baltimore yeah, Orioles no to pieces. And uh, hey, we had the... Wednesday Warrior yesterday. Yeah, baby. The New York Islanders get the win, convincing win, and advance on to the next round of the Stanley Cup playoffs and put a little extra dough in our pockets. And if you do remember, we had a double special play yesterday, and we just so happened to cash the second of the special play for about five and a half additional units for your bankroll yesterday yeah, we had maybe. the uh, Mets first five money line cash the Tigers first five money line cash for my man and the Wednesday Warrior Islanders money line cash for us and we got two special plays of the window yesterday partner and I'm uh, thinking we could damn near get three in a row here today yeah I'm uh, I'm not uh, gonna hate on that at all it's uh, funny how that works out when your best plays of the day actually cash you know yeah, yeah it's kind of funny how that actually yeah. works out maybe uh, it'll, the tides are turning if you will also, Moneyline Dice, ladies and gentlemen, bit of a rough day for them. The Milwaukee Brewers got trounced upon uh, by the Cincinnati Reds, and it was a nice push at the 10 runs. My partner actually did mention, yeah, they'll probably kick it up a few runs, and that total is going, or the game total is going to go over, and it almost did. So your analysis was damn near spot on, partner. So there you have it. The TTL crew's best bets from yesterday recapped for you. Not bad, but if you played all of our plays, you came out about six units up. So we are looking dandy going into today. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you see the shirt. If you're listening live, or, or if you're listening to the recorded version, rather, you don't see it. But it says across my chest, 365 every damn day. That's what we do here at the TTL pod. We place bets and we cash tickets every damn day. So you know the vibes. You know the energy I'm bringing. What are we doing on today's show, partner? We got your best bets. We got my best bets, as always. 
Another Thursday brings around the corner another triple play Thursday parlay. If you can't tell by the name, three-leg MLB parlay that is paying out uh, about plus 560 odds today. So real juicy on that bad boy. Like I said, feeling real confident about getting that one through the window. Very confident. It's an early slate, so make sure you lock that one in. Make sure you're hopefully listening possibly live. Yeah, if you're one. listening live, you see it, you hear us say it, lock that bad boy in as soon as we recap right. it. And uh, last but certainly not least, the uh, Moneyline Dice will be making their usual appearance, giving us their selection for the MLB matchup today between the Detroit Tigers and Seattle Mariners. So make sure you stick around for today's roll. We got some hot topics, some sports news, some gambling news, all of the above to get into with today's rants and reactions. So make sure you stick around for the second half of today's show we got some juicy stuff to get into and then i got a little message for you on reaping what you sow in my motivation minutes today so make sure you also hang around for the very end of the pod and then maybe our mags might have a little something in the sidebar as well we got a little racy yesterday so who knows <laughs> something may uh, come up so all that being said make sure you stick around for the second half of the show but for now Cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, stop the drama and gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come here for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time to get in to the first segment of today's show, and that is is the TTL crew's best bets of the day. As always, we kick things off with our mags best bets of the day. I know he is rearing to go. A little bit lighter of a card for him today, but he's very, very confident where he's at. I won't tell you too much more because he's got a boatload of knowledge to drop on your domes. So without further ado, as always, partner, you have the floor. My man, thank you very much. Two plays for me coming out of the MLB today. Uh, They are both going to be around 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, I believe. First one is going to be the Houston Astros money line versus the Boston Red Sox. Excuse me. We've got Zach Greinke righty on the mound for the Astros. Eduardo Rodriguez lefty for the Boston Red Sox. Now, Mr. Greinke, last two games has been as dominant as can be. 17 innings pitched, two earned runs. And who were those two games against, partner? But the mighty San Diego Padres and Toronto Blue Jays offenses. Okay. At least eight innings pitched in three of his last four starts. He has been dominant as can be. Hottest pitcher in the game, you might say, uh, especially considering those tough, tough offenses he has faced. Now, Rodriguez, on the other hand here, 5.59 ERA on the season, 7.28 ERA in May. Red Sox are 2-5 and five straight up in his last seven starts, and Rodriguez has allowed at least four earned runs in five of those seven starts, all of them in those losses. That includes a six-earned run outing against these Astros a couple weeks ago. Astros are one of the best teams in the league against lefties. And believe it or not, they are actually better on the road. They are number one in the MLB versus lefties on the road. Mm. Numbers for them in that category. 305 batting average, 378 OBP, 7.92 runs per nine. They tear the cover off the ball against lefties. Last five overall, even better. 365 batting average, 459 OBP, and 11.85 runs per nine. 
I am all over this Astros offense. Altuve, Bregman, Correa. 13 and 28 career versus Rodriguez, close to 500 batting average partner. Four and one, last five in Boston. Give me every bit of the Astros money line today. I will have to agree with you. I think a lot of the public is going to uh, side with Boston here just solely because of the fact that the Astros have taken the first two games out of this three game series and they're going to bet them to avoid the sweep. But I am all over your analysis there, my man. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez hasn't pitched worth a damn. Granky is heating up. And these Astros against lefties, you cannot fade them. You cannot fade them. I'll say it one more time. You cannot fade these Astros yeah. against lefties. Lock this one in. I absolutely love the Astros' money line. And we just might have another play coming out of this matchup as well. But there's our mags first pick of the day, my friend. What you got for number two? Number two, coming out of the Rockies versus Marlins, I am taking the Marlins first five minus a half. You've got Chichi Gonzalez righty for the Rockies on the mound versus Trevor Rogers lefty for the Marlins. Gonzalez four eight four ERA on the season five six three in excuse me five six three hmm. ERA in May. He made one appearance here in June, four innings and a third, seven hits, three earned runs. Uh, so not really, uh, you know jumping off the page at me today by any means. Uh, Marlins versus righties, last five games, 286 batting average, 360 OBP, 5.11 runs per nine. Is that uh, lighting the world on fire? Not exactly, but those are good numbers in the last five for a team that has uh, been a little inconsistent versus righties and in general all season long. So you like to see them heating up right now. Now, Rodgers has been... One of my, without a doubt, top three pitchers in the entire league this year to watch and bet on. Uh, he has a 197 ERA. He has allowed more than two earned runs only once on the season. And believe it or not, he is better at home, 171 ERA. And he is actually better at night in night games, 16 ERA. And that's not really? like a small sample size. He has six starts in the daytime, six starts at night, and it's a 16 ERA at night. Marlins are six, three, and one in the first five innings in Rogers, uh, in Rogers' ten starts here on the season. And the Rockies, they do have a uh, solid lefty hitting offense numbers on the surface, but they are brutal on the road. On the road versus lefties, two ten betting average, two ninety one OBP. I said it earlier in the week that I think these numbers are going to start evening out. They're home and away splits, especially versus lefties. Not today against Trevor Rogers. They are dead last in first five runs on the road, 1.29. While the Marlins are fourth at home in first five runs allowed with 1.65. And Trevor Rogers is a big, big contributor to that. So I am taking the Marlins first five minus a half. Not the greatest odds. It's somewhere around minus 135. But I love that hey. Trevor Rogers stats and, uh, you know, Chi Chi Gonzalez, like I said, not lighting the world on fire. So hey, sounds like that play pays out to me, my friend. Uh-huh. I don't care if it's not the greatest odds in the world or not. I absolutely love it as well. Uh, Chi Chi Gonzalez's numbers on the road are absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rogers has pitched excellently for the Marlins, as you have completely said, and actually really well at home in addition to. So this minus a half for the first five. I'm all over it with you right there as well, my friend. So sweet, sweet. One and two. Anything else? that'll do it all right that does it for our mags best bets of the day going a little pedestrian a little safer if you will 
but I think he's got a nice 2-0 and day coming his way here in a few hours. Yeah, check me out on the Action app because there was a handful of plays that I was interested in, but just not in love with quite enough yet. So, hell of a time to remind you, in case you uh, miss any of the best bets or don't have time for the show, or whatever the case might be, or you just want more of our best bets of the day, make sure you follow me and our mags and the Talk in the Line page all on the Action Network app. You can find me at cash underscore with underscore Colt, RMAGs at RMAGs, all capital, and the Talking the Line page, super simple, at Talking the Line. So you get all of our uh, best bets of the day, everything we lock in outside of the pod, and uh, we're getting back on the winning streak here, my friend. Things are looking on the up and up. So thank you very much for your best bets of the day. Uh, Definitely going to hammer those in right alongside with you, my friend. So if you're writing them as well, make sure you get them in ASAP at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. But moving right along, sticking with the first segment of the day, the best bets of the day, it's time for my best bets of the day. Now I'm doubling up what my partner gave to you, and I'm going for best bets today. Now, I said in the intro today, I got NBA, MLB, and NHL value coming at you. So I got two NBA plays. That's right. One pick out of each game. One NHL play definitely coming from the only Stanley Cup matchup tonight. And then one MLB first five run line play that I'm bringing at you. So without further ado, why don't we just get right into it here, partner, and start things off with the two NBA plays. Go ahead. Here we go. So my first pick of the day, I am going to the matchup between the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm not taking a side here, ladies and gentlemen. I am going to the game total and I'm going under 234. Now, you may be turning up your nose at me and uh, I'm going to have to explain this one a little bit to you. I understand. But I am very, very confident, actually overly confident in both of my NBA plays. So let me tell you why I'm so all over this under This is a total sharp play for me. This is all handicapping. This is all of what I know and how I know how to research. This is not looking into any storylines, not taking into collection the players on the court, all of that stuff that you can possibly throw in for an analysis. This is all handicapping, looking at money, bet percent, fishy lines, all of the above. So let's get into it. For the first one, the under 234 in Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Why am I taking that? The total opened up at 234.5, and and it has already lost the hook since open last night. Lost the hook. um, or Well, I guess it opened up a few days ago. However, lost the hook. It lost the 234.5 hook despite the under getting 51% of bets and 76% of money. Or actually not in despite, that is actually going towards that. So it's actually worth that hook falling away. So it's getting roughly about 50%, but we're seeing a lot more sharp action come in on it. And you would actually be surprised that there are a few key under trends here for both the Nets, the Bucks, and between these two teams. The under is 5-0 and in the Nets' last five games as an underdog. It is also 8-5 and overall this season when the Nets are an away underdog. The under is 4-0 in the Nets' last four games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. The under is 5-0 in the Bucks' last five games following a straight-up loss. The under is also 4-0 in the Bucks' last four games versus a team with a winning straight-up record. And 5-0 is the under in the Bucks' last five games versus a team with a winning percent above 
600. Last but not least, the under is 4-0 in the last four meetings between these two teams. And the last time a total went over in a meeting between these two, you got to go all the way back to January 18th of 2021. I absolutely love this. It is all a sharp play. It is all a handicapping play. It is nothing more than that. And if you're the public sitting there thinking, and the first thing that came to your head is this going to be a high-scoring game and it's going to go way over the total, probably going to be the opposite. Now, it might get a little sweaty. It's probably only going to go under by a few points, but I guarantee it goes under. So there's my first bet of the day, Brooklyn, Milwaukee under 234. I like him, man. I uh, I've admitted to you that I do not have the feel for these basketball totals. So I uh, and uh, you know if I do, I typically try try to side with the uh, you know the percentages and whatnot. So you're right on with that. So that was actually one of um, <clears throat> one of my key points as well. I uh, I wanted to bring up this. I wa- I was hesitant bringing these plays. I've actually played three plays on these totals back to back days now. And I'm 3-0 and playing this exact trend. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring it to the pod. I wanted to share the knowledge with you guys. And I wanted to cash some damn tickets. Yeah. So I'm looking to move to 5-0. and So with that being said, let's move on to the second NBA play today. And I am going on over to the matchup between the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. Obviously the only other MLB play going on. Uh, or <laughs> Why do I always do that, man? I don't, I don't know how in the hell I go there. Too many leagues. Uh, NBA matchup today. The only other one, the Clippers and Jazz. Once again, I am going under 222 on the game total. Let me tell you why. Once again, this is all a handicapping play, an analysis of the lines play, leaving out all storylines, and all members on these teams. Now, this line opened up at 221. And with that being the case, uh, having a little problem with my notes here, you absolutely love to see you that. You got some hieroglyphics going on here, man. I don't uh, know what the hell exactly <laughs> happened here, but we'll just uh, we'll just close that out real quick. Oh, Everybody much. just bear with me for a brief moment. The uh, nice document I had rocking and rolling decided to... Uh, completely go haywire on me and uh in turn of that it did look like some damn hieroglyphs were were on my uh screen right here so i got some key things you broke the system apparently beautiful you broke the system that's also probably why i said mlb because it was starting to hieroglyph as i was trying to talk to you guys Mm. at the same time and then you looked over and it was full hieroglyphs but we're back in action now so back to the underplay of under 221 in the clippers versus jazz now this one opened up at 221 for a full total. It is now kicked up to 222. Colt, the line's moving up. It's going to go over. Oh, 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 wait, my friend. It has moved up a point despite the under getting 27% of bets, but a whopping 87% of actual money wagered on the total. I love that. That is ding, 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 ding signal all day long when the line moves up reverse line movement when there is huge money coming in on the opposite play you have to make that play that is all sharp money not to mention few key trends i like in this one as well the under is four and oh in the clippers last four games as an underdog it is also four oh and one in their last five games 
on Thursday. You know I'm a homer for those day of the week trends. Under is 7-0-2 in the Clippers' last nine conference semifinal games. It is also 3-0-1 in the Clippers' last four versus a team with a winning straight-up record. The under is 5-2 overall this season for the Clippers as an away underdog as well. And the Clippers are 4-1 to the under in their last five games overall. The under in the last seven meetings between these two teams is 5-1-1. and And a total between these two has not gone over since December 18th of 2019. The under has also gone 4-0 and in the last four meetings in Utah. This, once again, is nothing but a sharp play and some very key trends I'm looking at there. I suggest you lock it in, but there's my second play of the day. Clippers versus Jazz under 222. Yeah, I really like this one. I, you know, personally, I like this. Not to disagree with you on the first one, because I do agree with you on the first one, but I really, really like that one for sure. That one uh, seems... uh, Real Seems fishy. like a juicy one. Real, real fishy for sure. So yeah, if if I would have had to pick one, the the second, the Clippers yeah. and Jazz is definitely a, a stronger play just based on that reverse yeah. line movement. But equally love the uh, right. the Jazz, not the Jazz, the uh, Bucks and the Nets for right. the under as well. So moving right along, third pick of the day. Headed to the NHL ice for the lone Stanley Cup matchup tonight between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. We're going back to Sin City, ladies and gentlemen, and I got one thing to tell you. The Avs done fucked up. They should not have let this go back to Vegas, and I think this is all Vegas tonight. So I am taking the Vegas Golden Knights money line 150%, not just because it is being played in Vegas, but that is a very, very key contributing factor. Home ice advantage has played so large in the matchup between these two teams, not only uh, in the playoffs, but throughout the course of the entire season. Now Vegas has won three straight games. They've won the last three in the playoffs, and they are carrying all the momentum. Uh, Seemingly what Colorado had after sweeping in the first round and then coming in uh, the first game seven to one they have lost absolutely all momentum on their side of the ice and I think it is all but gone for them here Uh, Vegas is actually three and one straight up in the last four meetings uh, in Vegas against Colorado so Colorado doesn't come into Sin City and play well at all I'm also looking at the goalies now Grubauer he was extremely solid all season long for the Avs and going into the postseason and now all of a sudden he has lost all of his luster and all of his shine. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know why he's letting up so many goals, but when it really matters, he's not getting the job done. Sin City once again is going to be rocking and that is going to get in his head. And I think he at least allows three to four goals here tonight. uh, If not more, it it could get real ugly real fast. Now for Marc-Andre Fleury on the opposite side for the Golden Knights, he has been classic Fleury. Uh, After the first game in this series uh, where he let up quite a few goals and the Golden Knights had a really rough outing uh, going most recent to latest, Marc-Andre Fleury has only given up two, one, two, and three in his last four games against the Avs. So he has returned to form and uh, has, as I always like to say, been standing on his forehead and on his dome, quite literally, uh, for the Golden Knights and keeping a lot of goals out of net. Uh, Last but not least, few key trends I'm looking at. Vegas Golden Knights, 25, 6, and 3 at home overall this season, while the Avalanche are 19, 11, and 2 overall on the road. Vegas is 13, and 3 straight up in their last 16 games when their opponent scores two goals or less in the previous matchup. I absolutely 
love that trend here in the uh, playoffs. Playoff time of the year, you love playing those same teams back to back. Vegas is four and one straight up in their last five games, playing on one day's rest. They are forty and fifteen in their last. 55 home games. They are 42 and 15 in their last 57 games as a favorite. Colorado is one and four in their last five playoff games as a dog. It is not good for the Avs to be in a dog spot, and it is terrific for Vegas to finally be in the favorite spot. The books finally have them valued the correct way in this matchup. And last but not least, I told you home ice advantage matters here. It matters for this series as the road team is one and four straight up in the last five meetings between these two teams. This is the night that the Vegas Golden Knights close it out. Uh, no pun intended, no back-to-back words there, but they're getting the job done. They got all momentum, won the last three to go from 2-1 to one up to 3-2 to two now. Uh, or I'm sorry, from 0-2 to 3-2. to two. They are absolutely playing terrific, and uh, I think they get the job done, move right along, and uh, go see the Habs for the next round. Right. I'm right there with you, my man. No questions about it. No ifs, ands, or buts. He's got nothing to add, so let's move right on to number four. Nice and quick for you. Last one, headed to the diamond. Lace up the cleats. I'm going to the matchup between the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland Athletics. Gets my better judgment after being burned twice already this week by this team. I am going back because I am very, very high on it with my pick and fourth final pick of the day. I am taking the Kansas City Royals. First five run line plus a half. Now, this one for me comes all down to the pitching matchup. Honestly, I think this game's going to be really, really low scoring uh, with the pitchers on the mound, even though some of their top line numbers don't reflect that. Uh, and I think this game is going to be tied 0-0, if not 1-1 uh, after the first five. If not, Kansas City having the uh, outright lead here after the first five innings. Oakland, honestly, is right around the middle of the pack as far as it goes uh, being a home team. They haven't uh, just been stockpiling wins at home. They've actually been really dangerous on the road so far this season. They're 19 and uh, 17 straight up at home so far. That's for full games, obviously, but just for point of reference home field advantage just isn't something that's super huge for the Oakland Athletics. So you don't really have to worry about that here. And they're actually scoring less than four runs per game at home so far this season are the Oakland Athletics. So absolutely love to see that, especially with these pitchers on the mound. Now you got Mike Miner on the mound for Kansas City and Frankie Montas on the mound for the A's. Miner has been pretty dominant not, I wouldn't actually, I wouldn't use dominant. He's been solid for Kansas City. He hasn't been crazy. Uh, he's had a few rough outings here or there that has inflated his ERA and made it look a little worse than it actually is. Uh, 10 starts so far this season. Miner has gone 67 innings with a four and three record, a little bit inflated 4.84 ERA, but he's got 73 Ks with only 23 walks. A Pretty reasonable 296 OBP and a 121 whip. So he's been getting the job done. Uh, like I said, minus a few outlier games, his surface numbers are actually pretty, pretty damn solid with uh, just a little bit of inflation added to him. One thing I'm really looking here for Miner, though, is his road starts. He's been great on the road so far this season. He's had four of those starts and gone 22 innings. He's only allowed 14 hits on the road, and in his last two road starts, only allowed two hits in each. He's had 31 strikeouts in those four road starts and 13 combined strikeouts in the last two games. Only had 11 walks 
and has only given up eight earned runs on the road this season. And in the last two road starts, he has only given up one earned run in each. So he has been very dominant as of late. And those were actually really recently uh, coming to the end of May and into June here. So I love for him to remain dominant on the road. And uh, he's coming off a weird game against Minnesota. Uh, I think this is a perfect bounce back spot for him against um, uh, this A's lineup who actually facing minor so far on the season. Uh, it's actually a pre- or not the season overall uh, during their careers. It's actually a pretty big sample size. 86 at bats for this Oakland lineup against minor. They're only batting 174 at the plate with a 259 OBP and a 709 OPS. Most notably, Chapman, Murphy, and Olsen really, really struggle against minor. And uh, those are some of the guys that generate most of the runs for this offense now uh last but not least kansas city is three and one straight up in the first five innings in those four road starts that i was mentioning for minor so i love for all of those dominant trends to continue now as far as montas goes for the a's he's been all over the map he might pitch a good game he might pitch a bad game he might pitch a mediocre game who knows Bottom line, he's not somebody that you need to be running to the window, putting your money behind. And he's not somebody that I'm going to be doing that with for the foreseeable future. He has given up 11 earned runs in his last three starts. He has been really shaky, really rocky, and he hasn't been so hot at home overall uh, this season. In the first five innings, Oakland is 3-3-1 straight up in Montas's nine home starts. And actually, in his last three home starts, the A's are 0-3 straight up in the first five innings. So he has really been struggling at home. It hasn't been uh, what you would typically expect from uh, a dominant pitcher, uh, one of the top pitchers in a starting rotation. 10 starts for Montas so far, 63 two-thirds innings pitch with a 4.52 ERA, and that is actually a true ERA. He has been giving up a boatload of runs, uh, only had a few minimal run outings here or there. He's got 65 Ks with only 18 walks, so command isn't hasn't been an issue for him. Uh, however, letting a lot of guys on base, 317 OBP and a 1.40 whip. So I uh, am not going to be backing Frankie Montas here at all. And uh, actually... One other thing I wanted to mention is that this Kansas City Royals team, even though it is a smaller sample size, is actually much better against Montas than uh, the other way around, the A's versus Minor. Now, the in 43 at-bats, Kansas City has a 236 batting average, a 261 OBP, and an 859 OPS against Montas. So I think they have their way with him. I don't think they get on him super early, maybe the second or third time through the lineup. And uh, like I said, I think this game is either going to be tied or Kansas City's going to have the lead here after the first five. Kansas City's been in a slump, and boy, oh boy, partner, I believe that Frankie Montas is the guy that they can get out of it on. Yeah, I'm right there with you, man. We uh, like you said, we got chopped on a couple of these earlier on in the week, but uh, you know, I think it's just a nice little three four game uh, kind of lull for the Royals here, and I think they pick it back up going to a new series here. Yeah, absolutely. And last but not least, Royals do have a bit of a batting edge against uh, righties versus the A's versus lefties. Won't dive deep into those numbers because uh, there are quite a few, but just trust me and believe me, uh, the Kansas City Royals do hold a bit of an edge in the pitching department and a bit of an edge in the batting department. So if you give me a bit of an edge each, it uh, gives me a little bit more of an edge, and I will gladly take uh, an underdog here. But you are getting a good minus 115 Odds, uh, so a little bit more confident in it on the plus one and a half. But if you're feeling juicy, lock in that first five money line as well. So there you have it, my four best bets of the day. Everything is beautiful, everything's rocking and rolling. 
Let's keep it moving. Let's no stop and no hesitation. Keep Just the wheels turning. Check, make sure the shows, everything's solid, looking good for you folks. Let's uh, get into the second segment here of the day, partner, and that is today's special play, the Triple Play Thursday Parlay, ladies and gentlemen. If you ain't been around for the Triple Play Thursday Parlay before, we got uh, Three Legger coming at you right now out of the MLB slate today. My partner mentioned earlier that uh, this one's kicking off pretty early, so as soon as we give this to you, recap it in our best bets of the day, make sure you hammer it home. Make sure, ASAP, we're getting this one to the window. So without further ado, partner... If you would be so kind, I'm going to get a quick uh, little sip of water here. Okay. Wherever you'd like to start on our uh, three legs today, and I will uh, jump in at any point and just pick on right up. All righty. Not a prop. Not a prop. Uh, first play going to be coming in uh, just about an hour here if you're watching live. I believe it's right around 11.35 a.m. Central Standard Time. We've got the Brewers' first five money line versus the Cincinnati Reds. You've got Freddie Peralta, righty on the mound for the Brewers, and Luis Castillo, righty for the Reds. I can't say enough about how much I love Freddie Peralta. He is one of my favorites to back this year. 2-2-5 ERA, zero earned runs in three of his last five, and no more than two earned runs over those last five games. On the other side of the mound, Castillo coming off his best start of the season, giving up three earned runs. That's his best start of the season. However, he had a rough, rough May, 8.04 ERA. This is not his season. I don't know what's going on with him, but uh, the ball is jumping off the bat when he is on the mound. He allowed five earned runs to the Brewers a couple weeks ago. I think we see more of the same here. Cincinnati bottom three in the league and first five runs allowed at home, 2-9-6. These, uh, these Brewers are uh, have been pretty pesky lately, and I think they jump on Castillo for a few here. Even without that, I love Peralta to keep him at least uh, or two or less. And... Uh, you can cash that one right alongside of us. I would uh, have to agree with you there, my man. Uh, that is the first leg of today's parlay. Um, I can't really add anything more to that. Honestly, Castillo had a good outing in his last matchup, but it hasn't been the case all season. I think he's still in fade territory, and Freddie Peralta has been somebody to throw money at all year. He's been very dominant and somebody that I will gladly uh, back and make as the first leg. So Brewers, first five money line. There we go. Second leg, another first five play, but this time on the run line. It is the Braves' first five run line plus a half. Now you have Ian Anderson on the mound for the Braves and Zach Wheeler on the mound for the Phillies. We all know Wheeler's been pretty doggone dominant for the Phillies, uh, has really been striking out uh, opposing batters at a really high rate, has just been working through their lineups at no problem. Anderson is coming off of a little bit of a rough outing uh, where he gave up four earned runs against the Dodgers. Obviously, that is the Dodgers, so they're a little bit stronger of a team, but that uh, the Braves actually were up one to nothing until the fifth inning in that game, and then all of a sudden the floodgates mm-hmm. open, and uh, Anderson just one one bat half of an inning I'm uh, actually believe it was two-thirds of an inning uh, that he got uh, the two outs and then got yanked but uh, I, I think he's really due here for a bounce back he was looking great before that and I think that he is really in a spot to at least keep this game tied and limit any any opportunities um, that the Phillies might possibly have at the plate. Uh, outside of that, partner, did you have any key uh, stats or trends you were looking at for the Braves? Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, you mentioned Anderson, rough start 
uh, in his last one. He's had a couple instances this season where he gives up uh, two. He's had two stretches before this where he's given up three and four runs, and then he follows that up with back-to-back gems of zero or one runs. Now he's coming off two starts very similar to that, and I'm thinking we see more of the same, at least a couple starts where he's throwing gems. On the other side here that I really like, Zach Wheeler, you mentioned he is really good, but... This Braves team is really familiar with him. Freddie mm. Freeman and uh, Acuna, most specifically. Freeman hitting 425 career, 564 OBP versus Wheeler. That's out of 40 at-bats, so no small sample size there. And Acuna, uh, 320 average, three home runs over 25 at-bats. So the top two guys in this lineup like to see Wheeler on the mound, and uh, that's a big key here, honestly, in this first five. Absolutely. I uh, I agree with you so much on that one. Um, the the Brewers, or not the Brewers here from I was looking back at them. Uh, the Braves here, honestly, I think they get the job done. I think that they are leading, but we like a little extra backing with the plus a half on the run line. Not to mention, last night was tied 0-0 after five, uh-huh. and the game previous, game one in this series, the Brewers, or the Braves, why well, I keep seeing Brewers? Braves were up 4-3 to three in the first five innings, okay. so uh, I like them to continue the trend, stay hot. They're just a much hotter team and aren't struggling with any type of injuries or anything like that. Right. All right, so there is leg number two. How about leg number three? Here we go. We are going back. Said it once already. But back to the matchup between the Houston Astros and the Boston Red Sox. You already heard my partner's analysis on it. Pretty much coming the same from me. Uh, But we are going to cut the game in half and just take the Houston Astros first five money line for the third leg today. Anything additional you wanted to toss in there that you didn't add in your analysis, pal? I don't think so. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Love the full game money line. I guess I like the first five even more, if I'm being totally honest. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. So that uh, that would be why it is on the special play of the day. So there we go. There we have it. The three legs. Why don't we just go right on ahead without any delay, without any hesitation, without any stopping? Why don't we just recap all the best bets of the day, huh? Why don't we? All right, so let's get on into it. Today's best bets of the day. Get out your sports books, whatever your favorite app is, and get ready to smash these plays in. Here we go. Recapping today's best bets of the day. Oh, we are in Milwaukee hanging out in uh, Pfizer Forum. Yes, sir. Actually, uh, possibly going to see Joe Rogan at Pfizer uh, in August. So moving right along, the best bets of the day on the left side of your screen. uh, Left side of your screen. Wrong way. Our mags, he is taking the Houston Astros full game money line and the Miami Marlins first five run line at minus a half run. On the right side of your screen, my best bets of the day, two NBA plays, Brooklyn, Milwaukee under 234 and Los Angeles, Utah under 222. NHL play, I'm taking the Vegas Golden Knights money line and my lone MLB play the day, I am taking the Kansas City Royals first five plus a half run. Moving on, uh, the triple play parlay today, we are taking the three legs out of the MLB slate. First leg, Brewers first five money line. Second leg, Braves first five run line plus a half. Third leg, Houston Astros, first five money line. Parlay those bad boys up. Last I looked, right around plus 560 odds. Lock it in, and let's get yet another special play to the damn window and continue to build up those bankrolls. we got to fire our graphics guy, my man. Triple play Thursday. Nah. 
No, that's right. The what, uh, what did we miss? L A C. I broke P A C. Oh, P A C. All right, Packed my goodness. In Utah. I uh, it's a good thing I know what I'm taking. I, I would have been really concerned as who Pack was, but you're <laughs> a damn graphics guy, dude. There you have it. Hey, we wear plenty of hats over here at the Talking the Line Pod. So one ever, well, every once in a while, you might have a little slip up. I'll have to have a little bit of a conversation with the graphics department after the show, but no problem at all, folks. Continuing on, there you have it. Real quick, before we get into the next segment, you know the deal. Lock them in, hammer them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down, whatever you like to say. Just make sure you get the crew's best bets of the day hammered in at whatever the current best line you're finding them at on your favorite sports book. All right, you might notice one final piece on the screen you are currently gazing at. Money line dice roll of the day. We already talked about it. 0-1 and 1 yesterday for the dice for the straight roll and the wild card roll. We're going back to the diamond today and uh, going to do a little roll on the Seattle Mariners and Detroit Tigers. While I switch here real quick for today's money line dice roll of the day, grab our kind guest for today's roll. Okay. Could you so kindly, partner, let us know what we got for some odds here for the away team, Seattle Mariners, and the home team, Detroit Tigers? So we've got the Seattle Mariners coming in at minus 102, minus one and a half. They are at plus 158. That means the Tigers are at minus 116. And they are minus 156 on the minus one and a half run line. All right. So there you have it. And over under nine and a half. Over under nine and a half. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Our mags has given you the lines for today's money line dice roll of the day between Mariners and Tigers. First roll. Here we go. We ain't going to waste any time. We ain't going to stop. We ain't going to hesitate. We ain't going to do nothing. We are just going to let the dice speak. So first roll today for the usual home or away and then money line and ATS. We got home and away. Are we taking the home team or the away team? We will soon find out in a three, in a two, in one. The Detroit Tigers. Home team. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. All right. So moving that right over here. We actually got um, a good announcement coming up in relation to the Moneyline Dice. We'll have some changes Mm -hmm. coming here soon. So stay tuned. It might have to do with me not having to get up and walk over to you guys uh, anymore. So stay tuned for that. But enough bantering. Are we taking the Detroit Tigers on the money line or on the run line of minus one and a half? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here we go. In three, in two, in one. ATS, if you could be so kind, partner, and reach on around there and over there and above there. All right. Feeling good. Looking great. Feeling better. All right. We got ATS. So for the first money line roll today, we are taking the Detroit Tigers run line minus one and a half. Let's get that wild card roll out of the way before I run up and show you folks. Are we going to be going to the game total? Are the dice doubling down or are they telling us to run in the opposite direction and re-roll everything? We will soon know in three, in two, in one. Doubling down, baby. Doubling down. ATS. They are not scared one damn bit Doubling of the home down. ATS. So, partner, if you got any key trends, thoughts, stats you would yeah. like to share about this play, that or plays rather, well, no, just one play that the dice have right. selected, please let our kind viewers know, and I will uh, see you guys in just a second. 
go ahead. I will let you know if you are right on that camera there. So we've got, uh, this is an early one. Hopefully you're listening live or you can catch it real quick before this one starts. This one's at 12.10, little noon lunchtime action. Let's get my partner on the screen there in a second. But you've got Justice Sheffield, lefty for the Mariners, and Tyler Alexander, lefty for the Tigers. Sheffield, 5-4, and four, record 4-7-7 four, seven and seven ERA. And, uh, you know, it's been a little back and forth there for Sheffield. That is right on there. That is perfect, partner. And this man is about a seesaw as it gets. Five earned runs, zero earned runs, five earned runs, two, five, two, and two. So uh, apparently the dice are calling for uh, him to get back on that seesaw and go for the five earned run variety. Tyler Alexander on the mound for the Tigers. I don't know much about this guy. Looks like he has made a lot of relief appearances. He has a handful of appearances, but only 23 and two thirds innings pitched on the season. Hasn't gone past three innings. So uh, definitely going to be a bullpen day. It appears here for the Tigers. He's got a four, five, six ERA, zero and zero record. Uh, So the reason we chose this one is because it's tight odds and we have absolutely no idea who the hell is going to win this one, but the dice apparently do. And uh, my partner is back in his chair, and so we are ready to rock and roll. The dice have spoken! If you want to guarantee take a ticket to the window this evening, lock in. Detroit Tigers, run line, minus one and a half. Another quick thought. What are you doing back there? Oh, uh, the production team was uh, ah, le- letting me ah, let me know it was good to go for the, uh, the time. They were they were counting me down. Um, another quick thought. I challenge you. Try and hold three dice at the same fucking time. It's quite the challenge. Yeah, see, I already dropped them on the floor. How about that action? <laughs> Never know what you're going to get at the TTL pot. <laughs> However, trying to hold it towards a camera like that but also have your action. have your finger like that and not be in front of the camera is uh is quite the task with that being said we will soon have some new updates as i already said uh to this segment we got maybe some new views maybe uh some new ways to check it out a little new camera action maybe some stuff coming around who knows who knows who's to say who's to say but for today Moneyline dice roll of the day, Detroit Tigers on the run line, minus one and a half. Let's finish this thing off officially. The dice will go back into their carrying case. Bingo, bango. Zingo, zango. Thank you very much, Thank you, Dice. You hear the applause. Sleep well. We will see you on Friday's show to close out the week. There you go. There you have it. Money line dice roll of the day. Let me get myself situated here. Oh, crying out loud. All right. Back in action, ladies and gentlemen. Without further ado, let's go right back into the best bets of the day one more time because the card is kicking off extremely early. And I suggest you get those books out right now and get these bad boys hammered in. So one more time before we move on to the second half of today's show, today's best bets of the day. 
One more time. Our Mag's best bets on the left side of your screen with the Houston Astros money line and the Miami Marlins first five minus a half. My picks on the right side, Brooklyn, Milwaukee under 234, Los Angeles Clippers, Utah Jazz under 222, Vegas Golden Knights money line and the Kansas City Royals first five run line plus a half. Triple play Thursday parlay is the Brewers first five money line. Atlanta Braves first five run line plus a half and the Houston Astros first five money line. Now you officially also know the money line dice roll of the day Detroit Tigers minus one and a half. There you go. There you have it. Nothing more. The best bets of the day. If you are one of the kind gamblers or degenerates as we like to say because we find ourselves in that degenerate category. Thank you so much, first and foremost, for stopping uh, by today's first half of the show. Uh, If you're not sticking around for the second half, if you just stick around for the best bets, analysis, and trends, everything in between, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, If you're headed on out of here, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Thursday, but don't stay away for too long. Make sure you come right on back tomorrow because we got more plays coming at you and we need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So go on about your day, but y'all come back now you're here. We will see you later. Now for you, TTL faithful, sticking around, hanging around, been cruising right along with us now for about the past hour. It's time to get into the second half of the show, drop it into first gear, kick it on back a little bit, and talk some shit. Time for today's Reds and Reactions. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. As always, this is coming to trend two. Get yourself a paper cut there. See you later, alligator. That was a hell of a throw. Came all the way back around and down. All right. Start things off, my man. Uh, Today's Rants and Reactions kicking things off out of the PGA. Today's uh, PGA, we got the Palmetto Championship happening yeah, right now. Yeah, uh, that is happening right now. Yes, it is. You had not a doggone clue. <laughs> no, I did see. I didn't. I just uh, have no idea who's at the top. A uh, lot of nonsense going on right now. You actually got DJ in second place, ah. uh, shooting five under. So good to see big man up there. But outside of that, the top five are uh, I could not even begin to tell you. Doc Redman at seven under. Uh, Jonathan Vegas at five under, Bo Van Pelt at three under, and Jonathan Bird at three Jonathan under. Jonathan Vegas is a good golfer. Uh, oh, that's Jonathan? I believe that's how it's pronounced. Goodness yeah. gracious, that's an interesting... Jonathan? Jonathan. I mean, he's not a household name, but uh, he's a solid golfer. Maybe hey, I'm way off. About... Maybe it's not Jonathan, and I'm uh, making it a little too American. Don't but, ask uh... me about that shit. But uh, as we always like to say, a lot of the uh, no-namers get it going, get it cracking on Thursday, and start to fade into Friday and Saturday and Sunday. But hey, maybe DJ being up at the top of the list early. Let's see if he can carry it on into the weekend here, huh, babe? Yeah, it usually piques my interest. That is uh, my number one favorite and he is the man when he is on and it's typically not any uh you know little thursday fluke when he's on he's on for the whole weekend yeah so it's looking like dj might be on so keep those antennas up might have to see those odds might be a nice little play actually we are a full service gambling podcast mr magnuson why in the hell don't we just pull up a nice sports book and see what dj is currently sitting at as the outright winner i'm gonna guess plus 400 Plus 400, you say. PGA Tour. Wow. that nail it? Almost. Plus 380. Ooh, baby. Pretty damn close. So plus 380 right now. DJ sitting in second. Two strokes off the lead at five 
under. You want to add that to the bet slip and uh, let, that, that, uh, let that sit that in the there. the highest odds? Uh, that is the best, best odds, odds on that right now. So, hey, man, it might be Bears thinking. Maybe hammer in a little uh, little small money, hammer in a ticket there on uh, DJ for the Palmetto Classic, a little outright winner. So, hey, you thought you were going to get some rants and reactions for the PGA. You just got another fucking bet, pal. So lock it in. Pal. I think I'm actually going to do it as I well. I think so, too, honestly. Uh, <laughs> there you go. So that's that's about it from the PGA. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We typically uh, tweet out uh, golf plays from time to time. and Definitely uh, on the majors. Yeah, definitely on the majors. And then, I think one's coming soon. Coming up real soon. I can't remember exactly what it is, um, but also, obviously, as far as content coverage and stuff like that, we'll always toss some stuff right. out from the Talking the Line page. So make sure you follow that. We'll be sure to uh, keep you up to date and maybe any updates on that DJ line or anybody else's line as the Palmetto rolls on into the weekend. But let's roll on, speaking of rolling on, into the UFSA, the UFC, if you will. Mm-hmm. Speaking to you uh, of our Spanish viewers. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if we have any of those. Uh, moving on, we got a hell of a fight card coming up. Yes, we do. I mean, we got a hell of a fight card. Yeah. UFC 264. Three. three. I don't know. I, 263. I, 263, I think. They start to get blurry after, after uh, so many of them, mm-hmm. after watching them for so many years now, but... 263. 263. So nonetheless, you know, we got Adesanya versus Vittori, number two. Cannot wait to see that. I believe, not just because I'm an Izzy Homer and I I, I think very similar to the way that he thinks and his mindset, I just think he has gradually improved and progressed and added tool sets to his game that Vittori simply has not. He simply has not. And you cannot rewatch that fight and tell me that Vittori won that fight anywhere. Maybe, maybe the last round because of the takedowns. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you no way. Absolutely no way. But what really is kind of getting me is that this fight is overshadowing the co-main of the night. Figueredo versus Moreno. Yeah. This is going to be insane. It is, it is classic. The hard-ass... Davidson Figueredo right. riding his bulls in the middle of Brazil. Brandon Moreno collecting action figures and Legos, creating YouTube videos. Fellow YouTuber, rock on, Brandon. Uh, but creating YouTube videos and box unboxings and stuff. And he took Figueredo all five rounds of last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I think it was a draw because of the situation. Because of uh, Figueredo only coming off of eight days, turning off, turning around after just defending the same belt, shortened training camp for Moreno, obviously, and you just can't take the belt away from the champ in that spot. Right. However, I think Moreno gets it done this time. You do think so? Huh? I think he gets it done this time. Yeah, I think I, uh, the reign of Figueredo is over. I'm not going to disagree with you. I'm not ready to hammer that in until we dive into it a little bit more. But I think I'm right there with you. That matchup, uh, as you mentioned, overshadowed, but uh, it is a title fight in its own right. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be killer. It, I mean, if it if it lives up to half of what the last fight was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was f- four, five rounds of destruction. Fireworks. <laughs> it was just terrific. Uh, so I hope we we see the a lot of that in the second one here. And then uh, third on the main card, 
goodness gracious, all Friday. That Everything else is even overshadowing this, and this used yeah. to be the big-name fights. You got Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz. Yeah, I can't wait for that one, man. I know you can't wait for that one. I cannot one. wait for that one. I love watching Nate Diaz fight. It is such a, uh, it doesn't disappoint. Whether win or lose, he does not disappoint in that ring. Absolutely. Uh, or that fight doesn't disappoint, I should say. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. When he uh, when he gets into the eight-sided circle, it... Uh, Things things tend to hit the fan, yeah. if, if you will. So, haven't seen him since the uh, BMF fight against uh, Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. So, okay. I'm interested to see. I, you you don't ever have to question Nate. I mean, he always stays uh, stamina, duration. Er, there's nothing going to... There's no flaws in Nate's game. It, right. it, it never is a question, regardless of how long he stays right. out. It's all going to be on what can Leon do to him. Uh, everybody's talking about how in shape Leon has stayed, but... I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. We and, uh, will see. We will definitely have some action coming out tomorrow. Yes, so make sure that a uh, couple other fights uh, that we will definitely talk about a little more in depth. Chicago man, Bala Muhammad fighting Damian Maya. Very excited to see that him get back in the ring after that brutal eye poke. Uh, and then outside of that, I'm seeing a few I like, but I'm not going to uh, ruin it anymore. We'll dive deep into it tomorrow. We'll probably quick cap every damn uh fight going on here because i like just about every single one of them and uh colt's main card parlay probably make a little of an appearance and then uh we'll dish out some of our best bets of the night yeah we will All absolutely right. go ahead so we will be sure to give you kicking off tomorrow's rants and reactions the usual the special ufc main card parlay and a little bit of discussion and banter back and forth about uh what we think of the upcoming fight night or not fight night actually pay-per-view card uh this upcoming weekend so we got a good UFC card coming up. Outside of that, no real super major news in the UFC. But we do have a little bit of news to jump into in the NFL, my friend. Just a little Nothing, bit. Uh, nobody really going anywhere yet, but it has been rumored that Deshaun Watson, per Kareem Jackson to Aqib Tlaib on the Catch and Fades podcast, that... Deshaun Watson could be heading to Denver and be wearing the Bronco orange, pal. What are we thinking? Is this going to happen? Is this is the Deshaun Watson trade saga beginning to be rekindled, if you will? You know, it's definitely going to have to be. I, we're obviously not going to touch on all of his, uh, you know, legal issues. But as long as those Keep are cleared up, <laughs> as long as those are cleared up, this dude obviously wants to play football. He doesn't want to do it in Houston. So, uh I feel like we're going to be in a situation where they probably don't want to trade him to the AFC. That's always when you're trading quarterbacks, especially one that's, you know, a pro bowler, especially one that's as young as he is with as many miles left to go as he does. You probably do not want him tormenting you for the next 10 years in the AFC. Granted, it's not the same division, but uh, he's got to be out of here, man. He's got to be out of here. I think he's out. I think uh, people keep bringing up the Denver Broncos because they obviously want a quarterback. They've got a good core of their roster, but they're still trying to figure out that QB situation, and they're always trying to make moves there. But uh, like I said, I mean, I guess it would not be shocking to me if the Texans were dumb enough to trade trade him in the AFC, though. Oh, I, yeah. We're crying out loud. They, <laughs> so, they traded away in the back. best receiver in the entire league for peanuts. Right. I right. mean, peanuts for crying out loud. Hell, not even the peanuts, just the damn shells. Yeah. Shells. I mean, <laughs> crying out loud for what they got for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, we, we don't even need to go down that rabbit hole. So, yeah, I, yeah, so I they, think Deshaun's out. I think he is going to go for pennies on the dollar because the Texans are just that dumb and this uh, relationship has been so fractured over the past few months that I just don't think that there's any fixing it whatsoever. So I definitely think Deshaun's 
fucking out of there. Yeah. No question. So, uh, I uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think for sure he's gone. Uh, yeah. But moving along, little other NFL news, some big NFL news actually. Potential comeback player of the year, one Dakota Prescott, has gotten out of his deal with Adidas and has now become the only NFL quarterback signed to the Jordan brand. Now is also the only Cowboy signed to the Jordan brand, and is the highest NFL paid player part of the Jordan brand collection roster. Good for him, my man. Congrats to Dakota Prescott, my friend. Yeah, no question. I think this is going to be kind of a domino effect as far as the Jordan brand in the NFL. It was already starting to creep in, but now you got uh, someone of Dak's stature in there. And uh, yeah, you said he's highest paid player on this uh, for the NFL on the Jordan brand, but uh, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more dudes in there. It's already starting to creep into the different college sports. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michigan backs uh, Jordan brand. So yeah. like you said, potential comeback player of the year. Yeah, and I am not going to disagree with you on that. Either. No, not at all. I'm uh, very excited. I had him as my QB one last year in fantasy. I was so fucking high on him; it wasn't even funny. Hmm. And then uh, got to. I mean, he was. I mean, he was dealing. He was balling. He was the only reason that the Cowboys were able to remain in games and how they were winning by last second field goals. That was the only reason. That team sucked. We watched it. The team was terrible without Dak Prescott. And uh, when he got hurt, we all saw that injury, man. Oh, when that happened, it, it, it was all but curtains for me in the old fantasy season because mm-hmm. I, I pieced together a lot of uh, little receivers and running backs and uh, had a lot of depth, but not a lot of dominant depth. I had uh, rolled the dice a little too much last year. So we're making some corrections, hitting myself on the back of the head, and I'm, uh, I'm coming for the damn title this year, pal. I'm coming for the title. Uh, we'll, but see about that. Other, we'll see about that. <laughs> other uh, little NFL news coming out, uh, kind of on the fantasy front as well. One of the best fantasy running backs in the game. No, not Christian McCaffrey. Saquon Barkley. Comeback player of the year also. Also candidate. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, it has been rumored and said that he is doing really, really well. Uh, rehab's going great. You might have seen some of the uh, videos circulating around Twitter of him uh, doing some workouts in the backyard. The old knee is looking good. Obviously injured against my Bears, I believe, in week seven or eight of last year. I'm not uh, even sure. Might even have been a little earlier than that. It feels sooner than that. Um, however, there's even with that, uh, with it being an early in the season industry or in industry injury uh there's still no timetable for return for old saquon so yeah i i've got confidence in that guy he is a freak of nature and uh, i see no reason why he won't be uh, i don't know if he's gonna be ready to go week one but once he does come back he will be 110 percent in my opinion i would agree with you too and uh, i'm actually very much looking forward to seeing him back on the field because Last NFL season for the Giants just wasn't the same without old Saquon. No. He he does a lot for that offense. They're a tough watch without him. Yeah, that is for sure. Danny Dimes can only do so much, and I think they uh, beefed up that receiver core yeah, this year. Yeah, they should be better even without Saquon. For a specific but reason, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure what they did with the uh, running back core at all. Did you, do you see anyth- anything on that? I can actually look that up real quick. Uh, that is a good right. question. I am drawing a blank. It's good to know. Yeah, once we uh, we're starting to get into that point where we start to dive into those types of things again. Yeah, we definitely we, uh, will be very soon. We are NFL homers above anything else, but once you're diving, oh shit, super deep into, shit, uh, shit, shit. Okay, so they in the, obviously you got Saquon still listed as number one, but they got De- Devontae Booker from mm-hmm. Oakland or well Las Vegas last year. Um, not super high on Booker, whatever, but 
third, you got Raquel Armstead, who was supposed to be the Jaguars' stud back last year. Don't remember where he came out of, but I actually picked him up in fantasy, and then he took a bad injury right before week one, and then he was just completely out, never recovered, was out the whole season. So I'm actually super high on Raquel Armstead. And then Corey Clement, the fourth uh, uh, in this uh, depth chart, running back depth chart, Corey Clement was actually pretty damn solid for the Eagles, but uh, from time to time, especially in that goal line work, but he's kind of always been that fourth string guy. So I don't know if he'll ever get any real field time here with the Giants, but that's actually a decent core to back up Saquon. I mean, I'm not super high on Booker. I don't don't know why they would have got, well, I guess, I guess uh, Devontae Freeman didn't have a super big season for them. Oh, no. Yeah, no. They were piecing it together all season long yeah, last year. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy. And then, well, they also had, uh, who was the other one? They had the uh, skinnier running back, the smaller guy, the receiving back. I can see his face. Ah, doggone it. Uh, we we got to get back into the yeah, NFL and start, start diving man. deep because uh, there is some stuff coming up. Speaking of, not uh, not any huge news quite yet, but speaking of running backs, and one guy that is still on that market is Mr. Todd Gurley. Met with the Baltimore Ravens today, actually. Oh, you don't say. So getting a little help for Gus? Maybe those knees have looked pretty damn toast if you ask me so if uh if he can come back obviously anything close to his former self then that's obviously a great pickup but uh that man's knees have toasted. been shredded so toasted. uh yeah you got jk dobbins, JK dobbins still, i forgot obviously. about jk because yeah jk did a uh, i thought he was gonna get a lot more work than he did last year right I, well now I, they got mark ingram out of there he's in yeah. houston so so i think jk this uh hashtag free jk dobbins yeah uh, as the great matthew berry would say uh, i think this is gonna be a jk dobbins breakout year so uh a little a little early tip from me to you for your fantasy roster there you go but that's all we got pretty much for the NFL. Let's move along into the MLB. Big news been happening all week. Jeff Passan has been going on every single damn network, having to talk about what he think is going to happen with this whole sticky baseball situation in the MLB. Now, last night, we got Pete Alonzo coming out saying, hey, you know, I don't really necessarily have too much of a problem with it if all the spin rates and velos are going to go up and it's going to protect me from having one of these guys throwing a 97 mile hour heater at my dome i'm more than fine with it and actually as a matter of fact the mlb tampers with baseballs to help improve batters averages so i think that's more of a problem than that maybe something we need to talk about so what the hell is going on in this circus in the mlb right now yeah kind of a under the table jab at the mlb by pete alonzo there uh because it does seem like uh Some force within the MLB is trying to tear these players apart ahead of the. Uh, it is weird ahead of the uh, collective bargaining agreement that's it, coming up. It is weird, and uh, you know that tampering balls or doc, you know, changing balls year by year has been a conversation the last two or three years. Because I want to say 2018, 2019, they started talking about how the balls, you know, the exit velocity is up, home runs are up, and uh, you know they maybe they corrected that, and that's kind of where we are now, or maybe they're just changing shit around year by year, month by month. Who fucking knows? But uh, it seems like the players are uh, a little savvy to it. But uh, Garrett Cole, on the other hand, was on the mound last night. Pitched pretty damn well. Dealt. And uh, Dealt. Made you know, Josh Donaldson look fucking stupid right. on a high inside slider. <laughs> and I didn't see many people talking about it. Not sure if this has been a talking point, but uh, after watching the videos... 
he did a little the little bit of this action uh, on his hat after uh, well, after man, the ones I didn't watch the game, but the videos that I did saw he was doing that a little bit. So I tell you what, and now it might be a little harder because obviously there's this shit's cracking down, shit's happening. Yeah. There's going to be developments rolling out. Now you're going to see umpires going up to the mound and checking players, all that good stuff. So it's going to be a little harder to see this now. But before, if you watch a pitcher, because it's just so it's like you're not paying attention to it. You don't. Mm-hmm. You, you you pay attention when he pitches the ball and it's so nonchalant but the amount of pitchers that have this spider tack inside of their glove and you see them do a just a two finger tap on the inside of their webbing and then bring it out grab the ball start throwing the ball and then they might throw the ball in their glove and do another quick two finger tap grab it again and then they're out and it's so fast because it just looks like they're going in and the glove is almost like this and they just barely tap it that's whatever and the amount of pitchers I watched a video this year alone that have been doing that. Yeah. We're talking guys who have thrown no-nos. Right. And it's like, okay, maybe this is a problem. Right. Maybe this is a little something something we need to talk about because, uh, I mean, Jeff Passan has been going on, uh, like I said, to start this whole shindig here. Uh, damn near every show and network, uh, ESPN Plus, that uh, all over the place, just trying to defend, uh, well, not even defend, just trying to get the message out like, hey, this is, shit is going to start happening. What you're going to start seeing is some stuff happening. And um, he actually also mentioned something like pitchers' numbers have started to drop. The last like week or so? Yeah. A couple of weeks, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think we are only at the tip of the iceberg on this whole so. uh, juice and baseballs yeah. and pitcher, whether it's pitcher, batter, MLB, whoever. Yeah. And then not to mention, you said it, partner, we got the CBA coming up here pretty mm-hmm. damn soon. So that could all add fuel to the fire of this Mickey Mouse show we got going right. on right the MLB now. does not want the, uh, you know, the Players Association to be holding hands, singing songs as they move into those agreements. They want no. them at each other's necks as opposed to at uh you know the The mlb itself so right exactly so i think we have yet to uh hear the juiciest information about all of this and i think uh, so too i think more is going to be coming out but there you have it uh all of those nothing going on playoff wise for all of the previous sports we have talked about so let's get in to the sports that got some playoff action and uh, some serious betting action going on on them right now first things first the mba Oh boy, oh boy, my friend. Uh, last night had some pretty, well, I don't even want to say solid games because they uh, I think it was just, it one, just game one game. Right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. the one game. Uh, it, it it was not solid and it, it was kind of embarrassing. The Suns absolutely dog walked the Jazz and. Or, yeah, gosh, the Nuggets and the Jazz. I always get those confused. It's about the same with me with the Braves and Phillies and MLB. I don't know. There's so many fucking teams. What do you want me to do? I'm just trying to talk here and give you some good content. So moving along, they beat the Nuggets. Dog walk the shit out of a partner. Please give me your opinion before I fuck something else up. Yeah, I mean, this Suns team, obviously it's at home. I don't know. I think the Nuggets get at least one game here going back to Denver. But the life seems to have been sucked out of the Nuggets. Uh, Their coach, Malone said it flat out that they quit on uh they quit last night basically and uh you know this suns team has been putting me to bed early these damn late games i i'm like ready to watch them and then you know they get a 20 point lead going into halftime and i flip the tv off and go to bed because uh i'm not staying up to watch a 20 point blowout but no chris paul 
that shoulder that shoulder injury appears to be behind him yeah. and hopefully that health can stick around um, because it seems to be that he either has some type of nagging history come this time um, but yeah 15 assists the game before he was dropping in threes this Nuggets team I mentioned that they quit last night Jokic was solid through two and a half quarters we were uh, waiting for some triple double action he needed four more assists and I don't know if he played the fourth quarter at all um, but I was I looking today so. looking today Suns last 10 games three and seven ATS last 10 in Denver um, so obviously that Denver home court advantage is a different type of advantage with the mile high nature there so I do think the Nuggets get at least one game here in Denver but I think it's gonna be a five game uh, gentleman sweep here I would have to agree with you too uh, I think at, at least the Nuggets get one in Denver in front of the home fans yeah. but uh, this Suns offense and defensive side of the ball I mean if they miss a shot and you give them that open spot again they're not going to miss it the second time and they are playing so elite on both sides of the ball that it's not even funny and I mean MVP Joker wasn't even able to keep up. Uh, we were all over him hitting a triple-double yesterday, and he didn't even come close to hitting a triple-double. With the assist, yeah. I, I think if he if it was a close game and he would have stayed in there, he would have had a chance because he had like 24 and 13 aside from that. But yeah, uh, yeah man, I, uh, I think, uh, I don't know if they're the best team in the West right now, but uh, if whoever they're matched up with next round, I think it's going to be a hell of a series. Definitely. So that's last night's action. We got more action coming up this evening. And uh, a little something to ask you, partner. First matchup, Brooklyn Nets going into the Pfizer Forum to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm -hmm. What's up with this line? The Nets are now three and a half point underdogs after two straight dog walkings of these deer. I've been racking my brain literally all morning, and that's no exaggeration. Mm. I saw that one of the first things I did this morning was look at some NBA lines, and then as I was getting ready, getting showered, I was literally thinking about this matchup. And I want to take the Nets. I want to take their money line, but the being just coming in as a three and a half point dog that screams fishy, man. Right. And uh, do, am I going to hammer the Bucks spread or money line? Not a damn chance. I would rather be wrong taking the Nets as opposed to taking the Bucks and having the same Bucks team show up. I still, in my heart, I do believe that the Nets get it done tonight. Uh, their offense is too damn good. A lot of people think the Bucks' offense is going to bounce back. I believe that the Nets have the defensive recipe, it seems like, to slow them down. I mentioned it the other day. They have one of the best three-point field goal percentage defensive teams in the entire league, and they have found out i mean the blueprint has been there in the past couple of years they have found out how to keep Giannis out of the paint on offense and uh they are more than capable or more than happy letting someone else try and beat them and it just hasn't happened and uh, i think they're going to keep uh keep the three ball low as they have the last couple of games and is it going to be a blowout like we saw the other day no i think they put up more of a fight than that but I don't know, man. I think Milwaukee might win this game. This just seems so much of a setup. I was going like to say, Brooklyn, as far as handicapping type stuff. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Brooklyn getting 68% of the bets, 69% of the money. That's a huge fucking red flag. But he was, um, it was very it similar just, in game two, though. It was yeah, very similar same. in game two. I mean, two. They, they have, but um, 
I see about about damn near every handicapper I follow is on Brooklyn plus three and a half. So, really, <laughs> yeah. So okay. when when that happens, it's generally not good. It has not been good for these NBA playoffs. And I'm not talking about some doofy McGee's that I follow down the road. Uh, somebody that I saw a play from on Twitter six years ago. Like I follow the top notches of the top notches on the Action Network. So then they're on it. Might be it might be dangerous. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think I'm going to run far away from uh, the total and. Or from the spread and the money line, just like you, and uh, stick with my two total plays. Oh, today. I'm probably going to be hammering the nuts at one point here today. Uh, okay, do your thing, my friend. I Have fun. Will. Have fun. I'll let you uh, sweat that one out all by yourself. Um, the other game tonight should be interesting. Uh, Clips and Jazz uh, kicked down to three yep. minus three for the Jazz favored now, so that's a little bit interesting. Is that a setup line? Game ended 112-109. I mean, that's two real, real interesting setup lines type games here so that's kind of why i went to the total and uh did a little bit of analyzing and handicapping there and then i think i i gave you the best value out of either one of these two games. yeah for that one definitely i'm definitely staying away from the spread on that one I, i've gone back and forth all morning on it and i just can't make up yeah. my mind uh and i do love your under on that one so i'll definitely be riding you on that one but uh yeah yeah clip uh, jazz minus three i was thinking clippers but then uh it's just too unpredictable yeah it, it, i think these uh first couple lines here especially as you get into the semis it's going to be the the books are going to be setting these lines about damn perfectly right so uh yeah get the value on the total and i think i gave you some damn good value on both of them actually i know i did i believe i did i'm three and oh on that same trend let's go to five and oh come on keep it rocking uh, outside of that little outside of the playoffs NBA news, LeBron James going back to his days of the three-headed monster in Miami and switching his jersey from 23 back to number six. Mags, is this move because he feels that he cannot ever live up to the GOAT status of Michael Jordan and must never wear his jersey again? Or is this simply a move that he feels he has some bad juju with the number two, three on his back and needs to get back to where he was actually winning with six? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the first thing as an MJ homer, I would love to say yes, but I don't think that's definitely the case uh, as far as the whole MJ aspect of it. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I don't hot take th- that's fair, hot take. But uh, I've I, I've heard a lot of people talking about uh, some type of Space Jam promotion with this, which seems goofy. So I don't know. I, I really don't know. He was scary when he was number six. So yeah. maybe it's just trying to switch something up. To this year wasn't it. So we got to switch it up. I don't know. Could potentially. I don't know. We'll see. And uh, it was also kind of rumored that AD might transfer over to 23 if LeBron went away. And he is not going to. Just going to stick right. with three. Right. So uh, there you go. A little update for the Lakers there. A little more news involving LeBron James. We got another tampering fine getting dished out. Now this time a little bit less of a fine than the one we mentioned yesterday. Yep. Especially to the man it was dished out to because he has uh, been racking in the dough for the better part of about four or five decades, or five decades now. Decades, yeah. uh, and that is Pat Riley. Uh, got a nice little uh, 25k, $25,000 fine for saying he would, quote, leave a shiny key under the mat if LeBron wanted to come back home to Miami. Apparently that is tampering nowadays and mm-hmm. uh, you cannot say that, sir. So fine. I think that one might actually be more worthwhile than the one we were talking about yesterday, the 75K for Daryl Morey. Not, I don't know. Not That's saying, an old guy saying some whatever. Right, right, right. Not saying that uh, LeBron's going to go anywhere. He obviously loves L.A. I think he's probably going to make some more movies, so he's probably going to stay in L.A. Um, but, hey, just going to throw it out there for LeBron. Like, hey, dude, even if you're 40 and uh, 80% of yourself, we'd still love to have you back. So uh, I think it's worth the 25K. Adam Silver says, fine. Yeah, no chance. Hamper. 
tamper. tamper. You're a tamper. No chance. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Another little tamper and find coming out. We'll see if uh, any of that happens. And uh, big congratulations to the Defensive Player of the Year, now named for four years back to back to back to back, I do believe, Rudy Gobert. Congratulations. Great for him. Awesome for him. Uh, I, I want to say it's three, but you it might, might be, be right. three or four. I, I don't know at this point. Either way, Either way, you know I don't dive deep in all the NBA shit. I just cap it for you. Uh, but congratulations to Rudy Gobert. That uh, is definitely big for that man because if you, watch, if you watch tape, man, teams are scared to take the ball into mm-hmm. the paint on him. And uh, it, it shows every single dog on Yeah, time. he's deserving of it. He yeah. is, without a doubt, the biggest defensive force in the fucking league. Absolutely. That about does it for NBA. So one final sport to get to. Rant on a little bit before we wrap today's show up with some motivation minutes. The NHL, the Stanley Cup. Last night, my aisles dominant fashion going home and securing the victory for a 4-2 series win over the Boston Bruins. I have been uh, talking about this for a while, and I don't think I've been so doggone happy to see the two underdogs that I've been talking about since before the Stanley Cup started, that being the Habs and the Isles, making it into the third round. I mean, this is this is huge. This is absolutely yeah, huge. Yeah, man, it's wild. You got the Islanders and Lightning now, correct? Yes. It's going to be a bit of a tougher series, but honestly, I thought they would have been bounced by now. So yeah, yeah. I'm not putting anything by the aisles. And I also tweeted out, I will keep the receipts if it does end up happening. Montreal Canadiens versus New York Islanders for the Stanley Cup final. I think I'm going to go ahead and say less hot take. I'm going to say we get at least one of them or not at least. I'm going to say we get one of those two in there. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people are calling for Lightning versus whoever wins Vegas, Colorado. Seems a little too chalky for me. Yeah, I would say so too, but uh, definitely super excited to see the Habs and the Isles in there, man. It's awesome. It was them all along. They have been uh, rocking and rolling, so uh, we'll definitely continue to uh, ride the Homer bus on those two teams and give you all the Mm -hmm. updates there. They got a little bit of a break, but tonight we got, already talked about it, told you my NHL uh, best bet of the day coming out of this play, but uh, the Colorado Avalanche going to Sin City to play the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I don't believe that Colorado gets out of here with a win at all. I know you don't. You got them as your uh, one of your picks of the day, and I'm going to ride with you. And uh, yeah, that home ice, man. That home yeah. ice, home ice, home ice wasn't the case the other night because the Knights have too much of that momentum. Yeah, they have incredible momentum right now, and they'll uh, seal the deal. It's a wrap. Paper or plastic tonight for the Golden Knights. There you go. There you have it. All of our ransom reactions from across the sporting world and the gambling sports world. Anything else uh, outside of that we didn't touch on? Uh, you might have came across a little update as we were speaking. No breaking news over here today. No breaking news. No TTL breaking news quite yet either. We uh, do have some stuff in motion, though. Let me tell you, we are turning the gears. I mean, we are rocking and rolling, folks. Stuff is uh, right on the horizon. It, it's on the horizon, but it's there. That's the main thing. It's there. The gears are turning. Stick with us. We will continue to give you updates as soon as new content, new shows, new stuff, all that jazz begins to roll out. So just make sure you stick with us. Follow us here and on all of our social media. It's actually one hell of a time to remind you. Hit that link tree uh, in this episode's description so you don't have to go and look around, try and find Talking the Line on your favorite platforms or any of our other content. We have it all one centralized location there for you. You just go click on it. Go wherever you need skip all the hassle of searching and all that nonsense just make it easy on yourself so hit that link tree and uh, make sure you follow us and uh, consume all of our other content that we put down outside of that 
Let's get this bad boy wrapped up, partner. Let's go for it. Let's close this show out with the usual Colts Motivation Minutes. Now, uh, just had a quick little... uh, Quick little message. Maybe uh, maybe message isn't even the right word. Maybe uh, reminder is more the right word here today. And uh, it was just kind of kind of on my heart this morning, and uh, just wanted to remind you guys and tell you tell you a little bit of perspective behind what I was thinking. Then what I wanted to remind you guys of today is you reap what you sow. Whatever you give out into this life, whether it be your emotions, positive or negative, or whether you give out love or you give of your resources or or you don't, whatever the case might be, whatever you sow, you are going to reap that same exact thing back. So my main point that I wanted to bring up here, and obviously... I want you to remember the main thing is you reap what you sow and continue to say that to yourself throughout the day. But the main thing that I really wanted to bring up here is that overall, there there really is never, you know, there's never a wrong opportunity to to do the right thing. I, I don't know exactly how to to tell you anymore because it's so it's so simple and it kind of it kind of led me into this next thought of be the change that you want to see in this world a lot of times that that phrase can get so pushed to the side and we don't realize that everything we are putting out into this world is just being right returned back to us if you are finding yourself in a negative spot in life or all the relationships you find yourself in seem to be tearing you down and not adding any value to your life and building you up or whatever the case might be, maybe it's because of what you're putting out into the world. Maybe it's time to step back and look into the mirror and see if you're actually putting out good energy and positive vibes and doing the right thing, spreading love, sharing your possessions, and possessions can be your time, your money, your assets, your resources, giving somebody a ride to work that you see walking down the, whatever the case might be. But one thing I can also promise you is that whatever you do so in this life will always guaranteed be returned to you. It will always, always, always be returned to you. It may not be when you expect it, But if you sow positivity now, I can assure you that you will reap nothing but a bountiful harvest of positivity in the future. I really can't stress enough that it's probably not going to be on your timetable. You're probably not going to like how long it takes. But trust me, keep doing the right thing when the wrong thing keeps happening and watch the wrong thing start turning into the right thing. Didn't have all too much else, not a whole crazy perspective, uh, kind of fumbled and bubbled uh, there in the words in the beginning, uh, lost my train of thought and kept it together. However, uh, today I just want you guys to remember, man, you reap what you sow. Be careful of what you're putting out into this life. Be conscious of the emotions you're sending out, what you're doing with your possessions, what you're doing with your life. Just be very conscious of that. And if you don't like where your life's at or where a specific relationship's at or where something else is at, for that matter, 
Maybe it's time to look internally and see what you're putting out into that specific situation, relationship, or possession, and what you can do to change it to make it better. So today, my friends, I just want you to remember, you reap what you sow. So put out the good stuff and watch the good stuff roll on back in your direction. So that does it for my Motivation Minutes today. I like it, man. I can't really add too much. Like you said, it's simple enough. You know, yeah, uh, yeah I can't fault you for uh, taking a second to get your thoughts together because it is that simple. Yeah, it was the most super part, simple. And I, and I had, because uh, I, I was trying to segue into be the change you want to see in my mind. Like, uh, that's never happened before on a live podcast. You guys just saw it. I mean, I don't know if you could see any of the smoke shooting out or anything, but I'm telling you, like, my gears were grinding hard. I was like, <laughs> okay, what word comes next? What? Okay, let's just start with the alphabet. A, B, C, D. <laughs> I had no idea where I was at there. Um, but one final time, just a reminder, Colts Motivation Minutes today. Remember, you reap what you sow. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 56 of the Talking the Line podcast. Boy, oh boy, what a loaded show, and things are about to kick off in less than five minutes. Yeah. We got bets starting very, very soon, so we're going to let you guys get to it, get your bets hammered in. But before we do, as always, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us today on episode number 56 of the TTL pod on this beautiful June 10th, 2021. You know, my man, uh, we've got five minutes till taking cash time. We can let these people go ahead. I will spare these people today. All right. Well, I absolutely love it. About five minutes before we hit record, I said, Shit. And you said, oh, what y'all shitting about? It was this. Oh, it was hey. this. Well, that's fine. It creates good conversation. So I appreciate your honesty for said, today's oh, sidebar. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty on today's sidebar. That is my appreciative fact. Um, one quick thing. My partner always loves this when this happens, uh, but you probably can't see it. We got a blank page and maybe a little bit of uh, writing now. You can kind of see it when I turn the page a little bit. It's so bright in here. Um, one line. But one line. We have on the agenda the last page, and it tends to be a bankroll-filling day when mm-hmm. this happens. Mm-hmm. That one line up there at the top of that page that decided to get printed off for today's agenda? Let's cash some tickets. You know the deal, my friends. We ain't closing it out yet. I thought, I'll that was gonna, I thought you were going to use that we as gonna, the closer. It, it, but, but I got to thank him first. So okay, I did okay. I did kind of throw you for a loop there. <laughs> I do apologize. I'll get you left you hanging, but we'll be sure to lock it in here in a minute. Uh, as always, my friend, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers far and wide. For myself and Mags, thank you guys so much for stopping by today's show and every show. Thank you for your support uh, on this entire journey. You're following across all of our social media platforms and beyond. And for all of your likes, your comments, your shares, all of that good stuff. Keep telling everybody, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's bankrupt all these books together. Let's keep growing Talking the Line Sports Media in this community. We absolutely love connecting with you guys and growing this day in and day out. Uh, we also plan to poo, uh, potentially have Fan Question Friday back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So we'll open up the uh, chat. The chat is always open, but uh, slide in there, throw whatever you guys want down there, and we'll be sure to answer that during tomorrow's Ransom Reactions as well. Probably put out a little tweet there in addition. Just got super windy thanking you guys once again thank you thank you thank you let's get into today's action it is coming in hot folks we hope you have a spectacular 
rest of your Thursday unless you have other plans. Let's hit it, partner. Let's cash some tickets.